to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. My name is Tyler Hunt here covering everything Wisconsin Athletics. On today's show, we've got some basketball to talk about. We've got a new transfer into UW as well as UW making a top six for a key score in the transfer portal. So we'll get you updated on everything on the basketball front. And then after that, we'll get into some football talk. We've got a new offer that went out that's somewhat intriguing. And then we'll start our positional previews for the spring. So previously on this podcast, we've done kind of a preview review uh, talking about last year's guys coming into this year. Now we're going to focus primarily on the spring players. We'll go through some few topics, odds on favorite to start, other players to watch, up and coming players, key position concerns, and everything like that. So we'll do each position over a course of the next few weeks, the next few episodes, and hopefully you guys will enjoy that as we get into the summertime. There's less and less to talk about with basketball and more of the focus gets turned to football. So we'll start getting into some more previews, but We'll start on the basketball front because there is some big news for Wisconsin as they picked up a transfer from UW-Green Bay, Kamari McGee. And I think overall this is a phenomenal pickup for Greg Gard and his staff. You look at Kamari McGee, one of the top freshmen in the Horizon League this past year, and he's going to be heading down south to Madison to continue his career. On Tuesday afternoon, he he announced that he will be attending Wisconsin. And if you look at his highlight tape, really a solid player in the Horizon League. Average 11.6 points per game, 1.9 assists per game, and 1.1 steals per game as a freshman to, uh, as part of a really kind of bad UW-Green Bay Phoenix team. And this team struggled mightily this past year. But I think this is a perfect fit for Kamari McGee to come in for Wisconsin without a ton of pressure. Because you look at, you're going to need minutes in this backcourt. You've got a ton of departures from there. You've got Chucky Hepburn back. He's going to be your number one guy. But after that, Warren Bowman now departed. We talked about that last episode. He's going to be gone. He was looking like your backup point guard to get significant minutes again next year. He's gone. You've also got Brad Davison, who was one of your guys that brought the ball up the court and sometimes ran the offense when they needed that spark. Then, of course, in the backcourt, you've got Johnny Davis as well. So it's likely that McGee will come off the bench and be that backup to Chucky Hepburn. But maybe UW looks to try and go small, get a little speed going with both of them on the court. It's certainly possible, and I think Kamari McGee is a great fit where He's not a guy that's necessarily coming from a huge program. Like I said, UW-Green Bay really struggled this past year, but I think he was the bright spot of that team, and now he's going to come to Wisconsin looking for a chance. He's going to get quality minutes, but he's not going to come in and expect to be you know, your day one starter playing you know, 20, 25 minutes a game that way. He's going to be a guy that I think is comfortable coming off the bench and could really work well with a tandem of Chucky Hepburn because, of course, Chucky Hepburn went down with that injury. You want someone that you feel comfortable taking that point guard position on if there's ever if there's any sort of nagging injuries or just as a backup role. So I think this is a perfect fit for Wisconsin. And, and Greg Gard kind of talked about that. He feels he's really got some leadership in such a young player for Kamari McGee because he's going to be a player that you know has multiple years of eligibility left after his transfer here. So it's really not only a, a short-term fix. I, I think what we've seen from Wisconsin is that when they go in the transfer portal, they'll, they'll look to the one-year guys like Chris Vogt but a lot of the times they're looking at guys like Jacoby Neath, Kamar McGee here, guys that maybe can give them a couple years and learn and grow in the program. So I think Kamari McGee comes in with a 
a great, strong skill set to start, but I think he's going to be a, a nice piece that you can work on through the future and kind of play through the rest of the career at, with Chucky Hepburn as well. So I like this pickup for Greg Gard. I think he's a player that could really give Wisconsin a lot. I mean, if he's got a nice uh, highlight tape on YouTube that you can go check out. Really a guy that plays really strong on the defensive end. I think that's something that Wisconsin, when they're looking for these transfers, they want guys that are willing to be ferocious on the defensive end, be guys that will get up on someone and play defense. But after that, I think the really nice thing that I like about him is Kamaru, he's got some really good explosiveness to his game. And also, he really looks like a guy that can get to the basket, create his own shot. He only comes in at six foot. He's not going to be a guy that has a ton of height, but his athleticism and his ability to create some space really stands out in his highlight tape. When you look at it this past year, you had Johnny Davis who could do it all. And then you had Brad Davison, who was who the last couple of years has been your go-to guy to kind of create some space and and make something out of nothing on some of these possessions. And I'm not going to say Kamari McGee is going to be a Brad Davison and come in and, and play a ton of minutes and all of a sudden create shots left and right. But I think he's a really nice piece that you can work in and with the shot clock's going down and you need someone to kind of make something happen, Chucky Hepburn can do it as well as Kamari McGee can. And I think those are going to be two guys that you really look for to really try and give this team a lift this next year. You don't have Johnny Davis to go to. You don't have Brad Davison to go to. And those are hard players to replace with just one guy. But going out and get some transfers, getting some guys to work on the bench. And then, of course, Chucky Hepburn, who's been your go-to guy this past year and really looks like the go-to guy next year. I think this is a really nice recipe to try and replace some of the minutes and the talent that you lost because it's going to be a tough task to try and get a guy like Johnny Davis replaced. He's he's a lottery pick for a reason, folks. But going out and getting some quality scorers with some experience that can play some defense, create their own shot, I think that this is a win-win for Kamari McGee. He gets to come over and, and compete for a backup spot as well as a, a solid rotation guy and then really move into uh, a position where he can play on a, a quality winning team. Because not to knock on UW-Green Bay too much, but he was really the lone bright spot being part of that all uh, freshman team on the Horizon League, but really UW-Green Bay struggled uh, pretty consistently on the court this season. So it'll be a nice get for him as well to move into a place where he hopes he can come in and compete for Big Ten titles and, and play in March Madness. Speaking of the transfer portal, Wisconsin is not done, and we're talking about trying to replace some scoring. Wisconsin is still going to be very active in that market, and it looks like they are in the top six for a very high-quality forward, guard, whatever you want to play him at, and Ben Vanderplas. I know we've talked about it a couple episodes ago. that He was a guy, of course, formerly from Wisconsin, and Rippon played AAU in Wisconsin for the Playmakers. Looks like a guy that could be linked to the Badgers in the transfer portal, and he has officially announced, or according to Stadium's Jeff Goodman announced, but Vanderplas has narrowed his options down to Illinois, Iowa, Ohio State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and of course, Wisconsin. So it seems like the odds on favorite is for him to be in the Big Ten Conference somewhere, but where he's going to be could be either in the ACC in Virginia or Virginia Tech, or somewhere in the Big Ten competing either for the Badgers or against them. But really, when you look at him, he's a player that I think Wisconsin would really love to have. Standing at six foot eight, 235 pounds. He's a guy that can really put up points and, and get to the rim, shoot the basketball, do a little bit of everything. He, over the course of last season, he started all 35 games for the Bobcats, averaged 14.3 points, 6.8 rebounds, and 3.1 assists, as well I think really got after it on the defensive end as well. He, he But he's a guy that can really shoot it. And I think when you're looking at Wisconsin this past year, they struggled to shoot the basketball a little bit. They, they think to that Iowa State game where they struggled quite a bit. 
And, and this is a guy that could really come in and, and be a nice piece for them. He shot 45% from the field this past year, 33% from three. So with his size, his ability to stretch the floor, I think it would open up a lot for Wisconsin. I think he'd fit really nicely with what Wisconsin and the moving pieces that they have. He'd be a really good piece to come in there at that small forward position and give you a little bit of length. Maybe you play a little bit bigger with him at 6'8", maybe at that power forward position. He can kind of be a guy that does it all because he's got size. He's got athleticism. He's got ability to knock down the basketball, um, shooting it from deep and from the floor. So I think this one is one that I think Badger fans should really be excited about. He's a guy coming over, played a lot of basketball from Ohio. He's not going to have as many years as you have like a guy from Makari McGee. But when you're looking at the things that you need to replace, you're considering all options. And if you've got a really good scorer like Ben Vanderplas, he's a guy that could really come in and I think be a nice boost for Wisconsin. So We'll see how that one narrows down, but it's nice to see that Wisconsin's still in the running. And in that top six, it appears that four out of the six teams are in the Big Ten. So hopefully he ends up at Wisconsin, but if not, you'll probably end up being familiar with that name because he could be certainly a guy that could I could see fitting at Iowa. Iowa certainly got a lot of places, a lot of people to replace, as well as Illinois. Their roster's kind of in flux. He'd be a nice fit there, and I'm sure Chris Holtman would love to have him at Ohio State. So if he does end up at Wisconsin, I'm sure you might want to be familiar with that name because he's likely going to be a guy that I could see competing in the Big Ten for someone if it's not the Badgers. But fingers crossed that he ends up at Madison because he's a, a really talented player and would fit nicely into Greg Gard's system and what Wisconsin is going to be kind of looking for next year. All right, Badger fans, that wraps up all the basketball talk. We'll certainly keep you guys updated as more rumblings continue to happen in the transfer portal, but that's all we've got for right now. So we'll transition over to football, but before we do that, I've got to talk to you guys about homefieldapparel.com. If you haven't checked them out already, go over to homefieldapparel.com and look at their new spring refresh for this past week. They dropped some new schools this past week if you're looking to pick up some comfortable t-shirts. They've got collections from Baylor. They've got a new a UC Irvine shirt as well as a new Louisville. Two new t-shirts for the Louisville Cardinals as well. So plenty of new stuff to look for at homefieldapparel.com apparel.com so make sure to go over and check them out they've also got a wisconsin collection we'll keep our fingers crossed that they're part of that spring refresh as well maybe get some new t-shirts but make sure to go over there homefieldapparel.com and give those guys a look all right let's get into some football before we get into our spring positional preview for the safety position i've got to talk to you guys about a new offer that went out this past week 2023 four-star outside linebacker edge rusher caleb herring he's out of murfreesboro tennessee riverdale high school He's already got a pretty impressive list of offers, but Bobby April added Wisconsin to that list. But if you're looking for the other schools in the running, Arkansas, Auburn, Baylor, Cincinnati, Georgia, Miami, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, USC, and Tennessee. Most of the recruiting places have the volunteers as the favorite to land him, partly because his brother is a member of the 2022 recruiting class, which is going to be a hard one to beat for Wisconsin, but it really is an impressive offer that they were able to go out and you look at this, Wisconsin's done a really good job on the recruiting front of, of nailing down some good outside linebacker prospects, but this is a kid that you could really see that would fit in Wisconsin's system. Comes in at six foot five, two 210, so really a, a quality edge rusher that I think you could really be a fan of if he does end up at Wisconsin. Like I said, Tennessee's the, the favorite, but he'll he'll be a guy that you want to keep a look at as, he, as his recruiting kind of continues to blow up and it's already blown up considerably with his offer list but he's got a guy uh, ability to really get in the backfield quick when you look at his huddle tape a lot of quick speed a lot of quick twitch movements that you really could see prospering at the division one level whether it's in the sec or the big 10 he's a player that if you could add some size maybe a little bit undersized is the only knock on him right now but still plenty of time for him to grow in that so 
will Wisconsin be able to compete in that in this recruiting position? I don't know. It's hard to, you know, when you're a kid from Tennessee and you've probably grown up watching the Volunteers and you've got your brother playing there already as part of the recruiting class, it might be a hard one to beat, but certainly a good offer that I think Bobby April had to put uh, Wisconsin's name in the running, and we'll see how that one plays out. All right, guys, that's really all the new offers. We caught you up on a lot of the new offers on the last episode, so if you're looking for the latest recruiting updates, make sure to listen to that one. Now we'll go ahead and get into our spring positional preview. Like I said at the top of the show, we've done a little bit of last year review and then did a slight preview into this upcoming year. But now that spring football, the roster's out, you're gonna know, you know who's going to be coming back, who isn't going to be coming back, who's going to the NFL draft. We've got a little bit clearer picture, so we wanted I want to hone in on these positions, give a little bit more in-depth as to what it might look like next year now that spring football is underway. So we've got a few different answers and, and categories that we'll get into in terms of these each position players. We'll do one, probably an episode, as we move forward here into the summer days. We'll start with the odds-on favorite to be your starter week one. And I think for the safety position, this is really an interesting conversation when you look at it. I would say right now, you've got two safety positions. You've got a few different people battling for it. And right now, in terms of odds-on favorite, just who you would be betting to be the favorite as a starter lining up there, for one of the spots, it has to be John Torchio. I mean, he's a guy that just makes a playmaker. The Jewel Thief is a guy that made a ton of plays. He's been a part of Jim Leonard's system for a couple of years now. He's proved his that he's got the ability to be out there. And, and last year, the safety position was really good with Colin Wilder and Scott Nelson. But you almost felt like John Torchio was a guy that you just wanted on the field, maybe more consistently, because... For whatever reason, he's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the most athletic guy compared to other players around the country. But he's one of those guys that is just around the football a lot and makes a lot of plays. So I think personally, I'm really excited to see what John Torchio can do, what he can be a part of when he's out there consistently, and what kind of plays he can make. I really like his game, and I think he's proven earned enough that you know right now, odds on favorite to be one of the two starters, John Torchio is going to be a guy at that position and I would be shocked if it's something otherwise considering the other options behind him maybe are a little bit more questionable a little bit more murky at this point in time because if you're talking about who maybe who's your second safety where you can move around who's going to be your other safety back there in terms of odds on favorite I think it's a little bit more questionable at this point considering Travion Blaylock's dealt with some injuries at that safety position I'd say right now just based on him being in the program longer and having the opportunities and, and maybe trying to run with one he could be the odds-on favorite, but with his injuries this past spring, I think it really opens a door for a guy like Hunter Waller. I mean, you've talked about it. He's been a huge recruit for Wisconsin for the past couple of years. He, he had got his feet wet last year playing some special teams, getting into some games. But I think he's going to be a hard guy to keep off the field consistently. So Wisconsin will most likely run with three. There's no doubt about that. But can a guy like Hunter Waller, who might be odds-wise a little bit further off Travion Blaylock, can he narrow that gap with him getting more reps in the spring? I certainly think it's possible. I think you'll see plenty of, of all three of them next year, just based on where the depth chart is in terms of the roster. But I could certainly see a situation where John Torchio is your odds-on favorite to have the starting spot for one of them. But the other two, when you're talking betting and, and odds, I think John Torchio is a negative favorite, and the other two would probably plus money and pretty narrow right now. So I think both of them will, will get consistent run, but that competition for that second safety spot is going to be a really fun one to watch over the course of the spring and into fall and into the, the first weeks of the season. I think when you look at this roster and talking about specifically who's going to be playing in games next year, 
think those are the three players to watch. So the second category I wanted to get into was other players to watch. But in terms of guys that are going to be getting quality starter reps, I think those are the three they would circle in on. And I think the next one is, is kind of the dark horse for who's going to be up and coming. And that is the Hunter Waller conversation. Is he really a dark at this point? I'm not really sure. I don't know if I would consider Hunter Waller a dark horse. Just looking at he's going to be a guy that's getting a ton of reps this spring. He's a guy that's already getting a, a lot of traction. He's been a guy that Wisconsin fans have followed so closely in his recruiting and his athleticism speaks for itself. He's a guy that is certainly going to be out there and in the mix. So would I call him a dark horse in this conversation at this point in time? Probably not. Seeing as he's could, he could be a guy pushing for starter minutes. I think we can all see that right now as a guy that uh, is not necessarily considered a dark horse at that spot, but who beyond him is, is certainly a, a tough one to try and figure out when you look at those three kind of separate themselves from the second pack of the group. So we'll get into that second pack in just a minute here. But before we do that, I want to talk about the key player at this safety position, because I think this is kind of a different conversation that you could have in regards to the safety position. Because John Torchio, I think, is one of your starters, and I would be surprised if anything changes that. But in terms of who is the key player at this position, I think it's actually Travion Blaylock. And I'll tell you why. I think Travion Blaylock is a guy that you really want to see out there on the field and having success. He's been a guy for Wisconsin now that has been in the program for years, and everyone's kind of been waiting for him to take that next step at that position. And he's got a ton of athleticism. You look at him, just a guy that is a freak athlete, chiseled, head-to-toe, fast, strong. When he's been out there on special teams, been able to make plays, but hasn't necessarily got a ton of run at that safety position. And you look at it, like I said, the athleticism is certainly there. So can he get on the field? Can he be healthy? And can he make an impact? Because if he can't, and you're going with just Torchio and just Hunter Waller, all of a sudden I think you're looking at that safety position as a little bit thinner and, and more, of a, more of a concern as you move forward. So in terms of how you'd feel about the safety position, if you had Torchio, Waller, and Playlock all healthy and ready and able to be on the field consistently to give you reps, I think you'd feel really good about that safety room coming in. I think if all of a sudden you didn't feel comfortable with running one of the other two, I don't necessarily see that for Hunter Waller. I think he's a guy that the track record just kind of speaks for itself. Similar to Travion Blaylock, the athleticism, the track record is certainly there, but can he get on the field and make plays and stay on the field and be on there consistently? Because he's been a player in Wisconsin in Wisconsin's program for a couple of years now but hasn't necessarily got that jump and that run consistently that he probably wants for. He's a guy that we talk about the transfer portal. I, I personally thought maybe he was a guy that would transfer out. Just looking at the reps hadn't been there the last couple of years, but with Scott Nelson and Colin Wilder departing, here's a chance for him to really make an impact and become a player that Wisconsin looks at and, and plays consistently. Because Jim Lauder knows the safety position well, and you know that he really is a fan of John Torchio, and John Torchio's earned his spot. But those other two have to compete. And likely, if you could go with the three-headed monster at that safety position, based on the athleticism that those other two bring, I think you'd feel really good about this safety room. So in terms of key player, I think it's Travion Blaylock because he would give you, if he's able to play up to what he looks like in his athleticism, I think he could be a really nice piece to go with kind of a, a trio of safeties that you feel really good and comfortable giving consistent run. All right, so we've talked about the odds-on favorite. We've talked about dark horses to watch. We've talked about the key players at the position. Now we're going to talk about the area of concern for this safety position. And I hate to end it on a negative note, but this is certainly something that you have to look at with a fair scope 
at each of these positions because you don't want to come into this spring camp feeling overly confident about every single position across the board. And I think safety is one that you have some concerns there as well. Talked about it a little bit already. One of the concerns is that you know the two of these guys that you're looking at as your top three haven't got a ton of run. Is that a huge concern for me at this point in time? Not really. I think, like I said, Travion Blayock is an incredibly athletic kid. He's gotten a few opportunities. He's made plays when he's gotten those limited opportunities. He's incredibly athletic. I think he's a guy that could come out there and really grow into more. We just haven't seen it quite yet. Same goes for Hunter Waller. I mean, one of the highly touted recruits that Wisconsin's had. He had made made plays in special teams, made plays when he's out there. He seems like a guy that's just really ready to take that next jump. So in terms of inexperience being a concern, is it a little concerned? Maybe just because we haven't seen it in full form yet. But I think those concerns will will be mitigated as we move forward through spring camp and through into fall camp. And, and you start to see those three out there making plays consistently. I think the bigger area of concern is maybe the depth behind them, where you talk about Travion Blaylock dealing with an injury. If one of those other two goes down, which guys do you maybe work in there to take some other reps? I mean, you look at, you've got three, but after that, who do you feel comfortable maybe working in there? That's that's the question. Is Preston Zachman, a sophomore, ready to come out and, and get reps? Or is he a guy that you don't necessarily want to have on the field yet? Now, he's in that same class as Hunter Wohler, but in terms of recruiting, Wohler's maybe a little bit higher in that regard and, and maybe ready to play. After that, in terms of the 2022 roster, who you've got on there as safeties is Bryce Carey out of Middleton, Wisconsin, Owen Arnett out of Delafield, Wisconsin, uh, out of Heartland Arrowhead. So you don't necessarily have a ton of safety depth right there that you've seen play a lot. I mean, Torchio is a senior and Blaylock is a senior as well, but again, hasn't gotten a ton of run over the course of his career. So then you've got, you know, Preston Zachman, sophomore, Hunter Wohler, sophomore, Bryce Carey, a junior. And then Owen Arnett, a redshirt freshman. So do you feel comfortable throwing any of those guys out there if something hits the fan and you have to play and run of those? I think Preston Zachman is a guy that really could develop into something. So if, if you need that fourth safety, I think Preston Zachman's definitely the guy. But again, you haven't seen a ton from him already. So that's going to be an interesting conversation to, to kind of have is the depth behind there. And I know we've heard in spring camp beyond that, that, that they're maybe looking at some guys to work into that safety room. We've talked about a Corey Lyde right now listed as a cornerback. We've heard that he's been getting some reps at safety. Is that because they don't necessarily love the depth behind there? Because you've got you know, two sophomores that you're going to feel good about. I think Preston Zachman could be a guy that gets his worked his way in. If there's an injury, I think based on what we've heard about him, you'd feel comfortable with it. But you certainly want your top three to be ready to go. And I think those other three are above him, at least right now. But beyond that, you don't necessarily have a ton of young players. You've got Owen Arnett, who's a freshman. Is he a guy that you see as a long-term solution down the road? I'm not quite sure. I mean, you look at it, Hunter Wall is your star prospect at that safety position going forward. But you look at a guy like Braylon Allen was brought in to possibly be that safety tandem with him. So you lost that player because he's such a good running back at, the, at that tailback position. He's now one that you, in terms of recruiting landscape and players you're going after in, in your recruiting board, he shifted from probably a really good safety or linebacker player over to running back. And that's a good problem to have because Braylon Allen's a, a world-class running back and still early in his career, that's clearly the right choice. But you also, you don't have a lot of depth behind them that they brought in the recruiting front quite yet. I'm sure they'll be active in the safety recruiting, but there's always the transfer portal that you can now fill with some of these players like we saw at the cornerback position. You know, 
brought in three corners to give you some depth there. I would think maybe next year that's a situation you're looking at because two of your top three safeties are seniors. And, and if they move on next year, you're going to have Hunter Waller. You're going to have Preston Zachman, who I think is a, is a quality prospect. But who are you going to be able to fill that and, and possibly worked into role will be a really off-season question for next year. So uh, certainly an interesting conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed kind of talking about the safety position a little bit. And we'll continue to work through these different uh, positions throughout the course of this offseason, finishing up the spring ball, getting into uh, summer, and then we'll get into, of course, fall camp later on. But as always, thank you guys for listening. That wraps up another episode of the podcast. I know these episodes have been a little bit shorter than previously, but when it's just one guy talking, it's a little bit harder to fill 40 minutes because I, I have a lot of hot air in my head, but not quite that much. So a little bit shorter as we work in some of these other interviews. Episodes will be longer, but we're also kind of in that downtime. So a quick 25-minute episode uh, is nothing wrong with that to get you guys in and get you guys out and then let you listen to some other podcasts. But as always, thank you for listening on Wisconsin.